podcast 40. This one's going to be fun. Uh, it's uh, Uncle Mikey and the Super Chickens, part two. So here we go. Definitely commentary at the end. Uh, Uncle Mikey and the Super Chickens. A dog returns to his vomit like a fool returns to his folly. That's a quote from the Bible. All was not quiet in the Samoan village of Fanga. A certain Peace Corps teacher, alias Uncle Mikey, had begun to consider another project. And after losing his last farming project to a ravenous nocturnal horse, <coughs> excuse me, he had come to a simple conclusion. The villagers needed a new project. And Mikey knew exactly what it would be this time around. Chickens! And he had all the angles covered. Samoa had its fill of chickens, as colorful as jungle fowl anywhere. And like chickens the world over, they fill rare silent moments with vociferous, irritating clamor. However, in their favor, it must be said that Samoan chickens fed themselves. Their preferred vittles included various crawling creatures populating the environs of the village, like centipedes, flies, cockroaches, the rare scorpion, and a plethora of unknown insects. But, and here was the heart of his brainstorm, Mikey thought, Samoan chickens lacked one quality. They were god-awful tough, just like rubber. In training, Mikey had heard the oft-repeated tongue-in-cheek fable about World War II. The Japs took Malaysia in an attempt to corner the production of rubber. A team of U.S. rubber experts visited Samoa to see if local chickens could be boiled down to make artificial rubber. The conclusion they came to, Samoan chickens surpassed U.S. rubber in all ways, but Samoan rubber would have been a lot harder to catch. So that great rubber project was abandoned. But for our Uncle Mikey, the little wheels in his lumpy head were turning. In the end, it didn't matter if Samoa didn't need super chickens. Mikey did. After all, what was a volunteer to do in his free time in a village of 200? A recent fishing adventure had gone, done little to further American diplomatic clout on this small collection of nine islands. The village men had made a very simple mistake. They had invited Uncle Mikey to go night fishing with them. The men and Mikey piled into their outriggers and they paddled to the very edge of the reef. Kerosene lamps thrust on poles pulsed as they hung over the side of the boats. The lights attracted fish of all sizes, and it made fishing a heck of a lot easier. Not being fools, the men kept an eye on Mikey. If a big shark lurked too close, they bundled him into the nearest outrigger. Uncle Mikey had been quite pleased because his mom had mailed to him a new 
newfangled spear gun. So he had the most technical device on all the islands. Samoans, normally what they did is they would strip the inner tube from a tire and then pull a spoke off a bicycle, make one end of the, of the spoke sharp and put a notch in the other, and then they would make a simplistic crossbow and they would use the, a strip of the rubber from the bicycle tube kind of as a bow and arrow, and they would shoot fish with that. But Uncle Mikey has this bazooka-sized great big giant official spear gun. And he was very, very proud. And he wanted to show the villagers that, in fact, he was not useless. So he's swimming with them at night, and their fish are plentiful, but he wants to get one. He wants to show them he has worth. Therefore, it wasn't long before Mikey nailed a fish. And he heard the, the villagers were making a lot of noise and their arms were in the air and he thought, I oh, see, finally they're proud of me. They're happy. They know I'm not useless. And in, in his glowing rush to the surface, he thought, Boy, I don't know what kind of fish this is, but it sure is ugly. An outrigger pulled near him, and the, the men made a lot more noise. And then Mikey thrust his fish in front of the fishermen, and, and, and the boat was just brimming full with the night's catch. The poor villager let out a horrified scream, and it spread from one to the other. But Mikey dropped that fish <laughs> right into the boat. Our Uncle Mikey had speared the most poisonous of all Polynesian fish, the ugly and notorious stonefish. In addition, he had contaminated the whole catch and ruined their night, and they had to burn the fish. The turmoil factor had raised its little head again. So, <laughs> Mikey thought chickens sounded real good. What could possibly go wrong? So, he decided he'd redeem himself by introducing a breed of savory chicken that could easily crossbreed. And he got wind of a wonderful new chicken in New Zealand. It was disease-resistant, had high egg production rate, low mortality, and was not tough to eat. A veritable super chicken, known as the New Zealand Rembrandt. With some begging, a lot of luck, and a very exasperated Peace Corps director's intervention, Mikey wheedled a dozen. A Herculean attempt at chicken farming soon unveiled itself. Something hitherto unseen began to be constructed. A cage for chickens. Normal Samoan chickens ran freely. That a foolish Peace Corps volunteer, and apparently one who could neither fish nor garden, not only put chickens in a cage, but he sweated to make these cages, proved the absurdities of the Peace Corps ways. The villagers smiled to themselves, pleased, that they could guide these poor misfortunates. Soon, 
Mikey lost three chickens to rats, the four-legged kind. Mikey took this on the chin, and he rat-proofed his cage. He raised the cages on stilts, attached slippery cans all the way up on the legs, and poof, no more rat problems. Mikey beamed. As a sign of his optimism, he even built an egg catcher on his lofty cage. The chickens grew, yet no eggs appeared. Mikey's chief, who also hoped to profit by all this, began to wonder what was amiss. And he decided he better take this into his own large, wise hands. So, amidst much pomp and public ceremony, the chieftain inspected each and every Rembrandt. A crowd assembled because, remember, remember the famous Samoan adage, it is much better to see a spectacle than to hear about it later. This crowd assembled and a festive mood developed. Something was going to happen. The sick, the crippled, and even the blind hobbled out to learn what was up. The chief, the same chief Uncle Mikey lived with, the same one who presided as headmaster at his school, now raised his hands as a sign for the crowd to quiet. Science hung in the air, and the weighty chieftain made his decision. The chickens do not give eggs because they are all roosters. <laughs> the villagers shook their heads, slapped the sides of their thighs, and whistled with joy, which is what they do in Samoa. A few brazen folk held up a rooster and offensively blew the feathers under their tails to reveal genitalia. The chief, who was a chief for many good reasons, wisely invited Mikey into his hut to get him away from the crowd. He had seen what he had done to the horse, and he did not want to see the same occur with villagers. However... All was not lost. A night later, a visiting Samoan priest settled in Mikey's village, and Mikey's chieftain commanded the New Zealand Rembrandts for a feast in the priest's honor. But the priest very joyously ate them all, as many as he could, but he only had one complaint. This chicken is too soft. Later, the chief took Mikey aside, and they sat cross-legged on the woven mat floor, and he said, Mikey, did you not listen to your Samoan language teacher? Why, asked Mikey, baffled. It was simple, he said. Sa in Samoa means forbidden. Moa means chicken. Together, Mikey, it means forbidden chicken. Why did you try? Mikey said nothing. The chieftain closed his own eyes and slowly rocked back and forth, back and forth. He had heard it was very difficult to fix these very broken Peace Corps people, and so it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, it's hilarious. So, 
in those days, you know, this was, uh, we didn't have computers and, and there was um, no communication between the islands. In fact, they, they had to do a shortwave radio and so you'd listen on such and such a time and they'd say so and so and such and such visit, a village died <laughs> or <laughs> you know, you'd hear gossip. And um, so, so the unofficial way that we heard information, we called it the coconut wireless, was just pure gossip. So I can remember going to school on a Monday, and one of the kids comes in and he goes, Teacher Paul, it is said that the chickens are dead in, in our, um, from your friend Peace Corps Mike. They have died from the rats. And I'm like, what? So anyway, so that's how we got all our information. And it would come in bits and pieces, and some of it would be right, and some of it would be wrong. And anyway, anyway, it was just hilarious. And Mike was not <laughs> happy when they ate his roosters. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> one, time, one time he came to our island on the rickety boat from the rickety bus and then another rickety bus to get to our house and he uh he he cooked dinner for us you know and we're all laughing and we're young guys so we're drinking beer and we got plans you know and mike we're leaving we left mike alone in the kitchen which was a mistake you know <laughs> and uh, so he comes and he sits with us you know it's uh, and we're telling you know talking about life in Samoa and, and, and what we're hoping to do and girls, you know. Anyway, he's sitting and it's sitting a little too long and we smell a kind of a weird smell we never smelled before. And, <laughs> and when Samoans were really exasperated or surprised, they would always go, Oka! And so Mike goes, Oka! <laughs> Because he knows something's wrong. And so he runs it in the kitchen. And, of course, we're running into the kitchen, too, because we don't trust the SOB. He had used, we, we had one and only one aluminum pot. And we had an electric stove. <laughs> and he, oh, he had let the water boil out. And if you stood over the stove and looked down, the red burners just glowed orange, completely melted through this pot you know he destroyed our pot and we just shook our heads it was it was unbelievable just unbelievable oh my god and then another time <laughs> we used to go to this really rough bar it was kind of like the bar in star wars you know where there's all these different creatures in there you know do 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 it was like that, really. It was that rough. You know, these these rough and tough Australians would go there, these bar girls that could beat the snot out of anybody. And we'd, we, we would go in there. And uh, so we went one night. We took a taxi from our, our place, a whole bunch of us. And we, we go to this place. And, and uh, Mikey had, had cooked a meal. And, uh, and he, he washed the dishes. That was the deal. You cook, you wash. And, uh, you know, so we come back around 1.30 or 2 in the morning, and uh, the, the uh, taxi driver points at our house. He goes, maka maka, which means, look, 
look, <laughs> water, water's just pouring out the front of our house on the front door. And my, my roommate and this other guy, we just look at Mike at the same time. We go, Mikey. So obviously he had <laughs> he left the water running. Oh, it was never, it never ended. Oh, that reminds me. Ah, oh, there's another story. Okay, all right. I will do another podcast on Mikey. There's, I gotta find it. Where is that story? Anyway, um, so there it is. That's that's podcast forty, uh, Uncle Mikey, part two. <laughs> oh God, what a guy.